This is Dave Hodges. I want to thank you for joining us here on the Common Sense Show today. And you know, we're freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Just wanted to say a couple things about today's show before we get started. I'm going to be interviewing Mike Kerr. And Mike is the co-founder, co-leader with his wife, Jeannie, of Hear the Watchman. Now, you know I'm a committed Christian, and you also know that I speak to Hear the Watchman quite often. I participate in their Zoom conferences for worship. I've gone to their live conferences around the country and presented, and I very much believe in what they do. They bring souls to Christ. They are saving people permanently, but also, too, they're a voice for good in the world today. No 501c3 here. They tell the truth every single day, and sometimes a great risk to themselves. Well, I'm bringing them on today, one, to bring awareness to their organization, to bring more people to the flock because they do such good, Christian good, but also, too, they're in need of some funds. And you don't have to write the check for $100, $500, Anything you can afford to give is really good. We need to help keep this ministry alive. And this show was my idea. Mike Kerr did not beg his way on here to ask for money. I said, Mike, let me bring the show's information and knowledge and what they do for people to the public's attention. And then people will reach down in their wallet and they'll give what they can afford to give, whether it's $5, 20 whatever it would be. We ask people to give. Don't give until it hurts. Give what you can afford to give. But this is something I really believe in. And I don't do this very often, so obviously I believe in this cause wholeheartedly. And also, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you because our podcast is just kicking butt and taking names. And uh, we are right now in the top one half of 1% of 3 million podcasts that are rated by organizations like Listen Notes. And people are really taking note. So we're doing good. We're bringing not only... Uh, awareness of what we need to do to save our country, but mostly I think we're doing awareness and good for what we can do to save our souls. Hey, we're coming to you live from the Noble Gold Studios, and I am a proud advertiser of Noble Gold, but I should mention that I am also a customer. You say, really? Yeah. And what can they do for you? Well, under the Dodd-Frank law of 2010, did you know that they can take your money in the bank and keep it. They can take your retirement affiliated with their bank and keep it. It's 1929 with no protection. You're an unsecured creditor. The Federal Reserve has 0.7% of the money on hand. They need to back up bank accounts. So let me help you get money separate from bank control. We can save on the bank account side, but mostly they really specialize in retirement conversions that you control and are backed by gold, which held its value, has held its value for over 6,000 years. Don't let the bank steal from you like they did my mom's family during the Depression. Don't let them do that to you. Let me send you a free information packet. You can look it over yourself. They will not pressure you. You have to close deals with Noble Gold. They don't close them for you. And let me send that information to you with their phone number so you can get started now. But if CBDC comes in and cements everything, this offer will not be available. So go to DaveHodgesGold.com, DaveHodgesGold.com. Quick disclaimer, FTC wants you to know every investment carries an inherent risk and past performance is not indicative of future performance. We agree with that warning, but I will tell you there's a reason why I've been a customer of Noble Gold for over five years. So go to DaveHodgesGold.com, and now let's go to our show with Mike Kerr. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here host of the Common Sense Show, the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. 
And just remember, our Lord Jesus promises to free all of us. So I'm just doing my very, very small part towards that endeavor. But you can help us by spreading the word. And yes, we are decidedly Christian, but we are open to anybody who wants to enjoy the fruits of what America is supposed to be. You know, we are founded as a Christian nation. So we don't we unapologetically stand by that principle, but but we're open to everybody. And we're we're very, very non-judgmental here. As long as you're not harming other people, we can tolerate divergent views. No problem. But anyway, we're here. We're glad to be with you. And we have Mike Kerr with us from Here the Watchmen, a group that I've been affiliated with for some time. And uh, we'll be getting into a little bit about what they are. But uh, Mike and I want to talk about, broadly speaking, there's a plethora of things being thrown at us in America today, and particularly if you're a Christian. And so it's interesting that Mike would choose to talk about this topic, because just this morning, and I'm looking at my daily fact sheet here, um, I've already covered um, what people said they would do if they were president for a day, kind of fits into this category. Uh, A little later, I'm going to be doing what I think are the top issues of the day uh, to see how it fits with your list. Uh, But people really had a sense of urgency saying, these are things we're facing. And I counted 57 different things that my audience listed that if they were president for a day, what they would do, um, all worthy, all well thought out. And uh, Mike's going to be talking about some of these things here. So, Mike, welcome to the show. I'm glad you're back. Um, And by the way, folks, before we depart today, you're going to get a chance to be a part of Here the Watchmen, which is a Christian-based, patriotic-based, uh, fellowship-based approach to eternal salvation. But also, too, we're looking to improve things in the short term, too. So, Mike, there's a heck of a lot going on out there right now. What's really grabbing your attention? Well, you know, Dave, there is. And, and that's why I appreciate you and your show uh, for breaking some of the things from someone that, that I can trust. Folks, there's like so many outlets out there as Christians that we face. You know, Dave, I posted something on my Facebook page the other day that had a huge response. And I said, I don't care what their plan is. I don't care what the Fed's plan is. I care what God's plan is. Now, in saying that, I also went on to say, it's not that I don't care. I do care, and I want to know the information, and I want to follow it. But inevitably, everything that we do and everything that we follow and our responsibility as Christians is to follow God's plan, which is laid out in the Bible. And that's where I stand today. It's... uh, you know, it's it's. I love Steve Quayle's site, yours, Mike Adams' site, because it's got valid information that I can look at and be aware of. You know, but at the end of the day, I have to go to Jesus and say, "What do you want me to do?" Because that's about it. Is I'm responsible to do what the Lord asks of me to do. Yeah. You know, and as you said, here the Watchman is completely non-denominational you know i have people say are you pentecostal i don't talk about my faith other than to say i'm a christian and and all of you are welcome we do 
which you have graciously been a guest on, we do three Zoom fellowships a week on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 7 p.m. Central. It's free. We reach about 200 people a week on there. We have speakers and questions and answers. So anybody can be a part of Hear the Watchman. And we love current breaking intel so that we can base our decisions and what we pray for on fact and not the fiction that we find in mainstream media. Well, I got bad news. There's fiction and alternative media too. And yeah. in fact, one of the things I was talking to my friend Ted Brewer about recently, Doug Hagman, same thing too. Uh, we both see it. And so we've closed ranks to where we only trust. We are open to everybody, but we only trust and share information with people that we absolutely know are on the right side. And uh, I've had to narrow my focus on people I do trust uh, for that reason. Well, you know, Dave, uh, <laughs> Dave uh, Steve Quayle has been at this probably the longest of any of us. And man, has he been attacked over time. Mike Adams, the same way. You, the same way. Uh, but, you know, the problem is that a lot of these guys that have jumped into the into the pool here, they, they sell fear. And fear sells very easily. People are very susceptible to it. So the reason that you want to be discerning and you want to go to... Uh, at Steve Quayle's site, your site, Mike Adams' site, uh, Jamie Walden is another guy that's got just, you know, spot-on information for you so that you're not being abused by someone that's in it for the money. Jamie is someone who is on my trusted list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, Jamie's a good person to have yeah. on <laughs> well, he's pretty close with uh, Doug Hagman, one of my broadcast partners. Um, we do a show called the Doug and Dave Intel Report. And uh, Doug and Jamie are pretty close. And that's a very good uh, nomination. But I've known Jamie for years. In fact, at Hear the Watchmen, he and I have shared the stage together. Um, and so, yeah, uh, you have the ability to attract a lot of good people. I, I have to, to say that uh, Jamie is certainly one of them. Well, you know, Dave... It's it's funny, I was thinking about this driving into the studio this morning, is I, mean, I can't believe that we started Hear the Watchman in 2015, and our first conference was in Dallas, Texas, in the same, or Grapevine, Texas, which we'll be back at uh, this April, and there were like a thousand people at that one, and then we've done them all over the country, uh, and and it's just amazing to see what's happened. We went through the COVID thing when everybody became stuck on their computer, transfixed to video. And now I believe that the remnant body is slowly coming out of that and, and getting back into the real need to fellowship together, which is what we try to provide, you know, and, uh, we've baptized over a thousand people at our conferences. We've had, you know, it's just uh, communicating with this couple that uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee, this kid came up to me and gave me a wedding ring and said, I'm going to ask my girlfriend to marry me at this conference. And I looked at him and I said, uh, okay. He goes, can I do it on the stage? I said, is she going to say yes? 
And it says, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you ever been at one of those games or seen them on yeah, TV where like the guy proposes and she runs off? She runs <laughs> off, yeah. We don't need that. Yeah, we yeah. have enough drama. So you what know? happened? Don't keep us in suspense. What happened? Yeah. So they she, she said yes. They were baptized together by Pastor awesome. Bradley. And today, oh, man. two beautiful kids. And it's mm-hmm. it's amazing. Those are the good things that I love seeing out of Hear the Watchman that happen when people gather together. No promise that you're going to get married at a Hear the Watchman, but who knows? Yeah, well, I got bad news for people. I'm sorry, I'm already married. <laughs> um, and happily so. Anyway, the uh, <laughs> I, I got to say this, though. You, you know what the other side would say? Uh, wait a minute. Marriage? They want to join this outdated institution, and yeah. now they just produced two more violators of carbon footprint. That's how the left would look at this. Well, you know, I mean, on you know, in in, in the United States, we, we have to have so many different licenses. I, I'm not real keen on the marriage license thing, to be honest with you, Dave. I mean, you know, why do I need a license to get married? You shouldn't. But it's a civil contract because of property. That's exactly. why. Exactly, and and not only that, but now, but now the government's a part of your marriage too, in my opinion. You know, but yeah, it's a necessary evil in our society. But you know, it's we talk about that a lot. It's this overbearing government involvement in everything we do. You know, that that drives me nuts, and we try to address that in a biblical christian way at all our conferences on our zoom fellowships we do our best to do that you know and 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 that's why that's why here the washroom has been so important to Jeannie and i now people people look at it and say well you guys must make a lot of money doing this stuff putting these conference on no that's not true no at best we've broken even yeah that's i know usually we lose money when we do these and you know we currently we, we have a capital campaign going uh, where we're trying to raise money to get us through this next year. Uh, we're about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in the whole out of our own pocket. And you know what's funny? I got to uh, I was sitting down going over the books. We raised over one hundred thousand dollars for Russ Dizdar's family when he passed. Mm-hmm. We raised about eighty thousand dollars for Josh Peck and Christina Peck when their son uh, became sick and had to go to children's hospital. We were paying for their hotel rooms. We were doing everything we could. Here the watchman was. L.A. Marzulli, we helped him out when he when his house burnt down. We were actually with him when he got news in Dallas that his house had burned to the ground and he'd lost everything he had. And there's been yeah. others. But you know where I'm really... I, I don't do it well for Here the Watchman. I am horrible at raising any money for here the watchman so we we subsist and and do the things we do as best we can based on the help of of others like you and your followers and your listeners so uh, i don't want to get into an infomercial uh other than to tell you that uh, dave will be with us in april in grapevine texas along with jamie walden uh pastor paul bagley Heidi Bagley, his wife, Michael Boldea, uh, David Havener, David Paxson, John Moore, and uh, Casper. Oh, John Moore. 
John Moore will be. I, I, I don't know if you know this or not. I'm a weekly guest on John Moore's show. Oh, yeah. John uh, Moore is John Moore is a uh, is is a very interesting cat. I love I, I, I love John Moore. Absolutely love yeah. him. I've known him for He's years. Got, you get him into some Vietnam stories, which I'm a big Vietnam veteran supporter. Uh, you, you get some great stories. And then, of course, we have Dr. Michael Lake coming, which is. Oh, always- that's awesome. I love yeah. Michael Lake. So. I get inspired when I hear him speak, like very few people can do. Uh, he, but the thing I like about him, he would be a great football or basketball coach because he removes all the excuses yeah. for what you should yeah. be doing, doesn't he? Yeah. He, he just takes this excuse and obliterates it. And, and the thing is, is I learned very early in my coaching career, uh, before you can win, you have to eliminate excuses. And uh, that's that's really, really true. Um, yeah, let me just say a word about here, the watchman here. Um, the fellowship you have Tuesday through Thursday, uh, you have a really good turnout. You've had some terrific guests. I got to tell you, you guys like to tune into shows to hear good guests. Mike and Jeannie Kerr, they get good guests on these weekly fellowships that are free. And you can link into them by here, the watchman. I'll have Mike tell you about that in a minute. But uh, the conference was fantastic. Uh, I forget the the one we had in Grapevine, the last one we had, Mike, how long ago was that? Do you remember? Mm -hmm. It all runs together, doesn't it? It was, you know what? It was right before the shutdown, right before the COVID shutdown. 2020, 2020, 2021. Yeah. I think it was. Because I remember we were, we had a bunch of masks there. And the hotel said, you have to have them there, but you don't have to make people wear them. And then uh, we had another big one planned, which you were at in San Diego. And uh, that was rough. That one was rough because California was the worst place to try and go to. Then COVID was just kind of, we were kind of just coming out of it, but people were still panicked about Mike I didn't wear my mask I I I hate to tell you this but the only time I have worn any kind of a mask was at an airport or on an airplane and even at the airport I'd go in the restaurants and take it off and I did not get jabbed everybody wants to know that you know it's my personal business why it is not anyone's business yeah yeah It's, That's totally true. You know, Mike, one thing that concerns me, because you're at the forefront of uh, Christian missionary work, you know, through contemporary current events issues. Um, and that's the vehicle in which you, I think, bring God to the plate of a lot of people. But I'm growing more concerned by the day. Uh, and it started with Biden's speech in September of last year, when he said, if you're America first, MAGA, blah, 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 you are a domestic terrorist. But here's the, the the characteristic of a lot of people that are America first. America first means First Amendment, freedom of religion, and most often the Christian religion. I took that as a direct threat against Christians in America. How, how do you view that? I, I You know what? I definitely do. I'm, I'm right there with you. I, you know, I am fortunate. I had this conversation with a guy the other day. I live in an area of the mountains in Idaho that's very remote and a very small town. 
And and uh, when I was having this conversation with one of my neighbors, which lives about a mile away from me, that's how close we are to each other. Uh, he we'd had the conversation. He said, "Oh well, in this town, we're all domestic terrorists because we're ranchers. Most of the people are ranchers, farmers, you know, hardworking American people that believe in." you know, God, country, and family in whatever order they do. I'm not going to tell them which ones they have to do it. As long as they have those three, we're good to go, you know, and uh, we don't, we don't tolerate some of the nonsense up here that, that goes on around other parts of the country. You and Jason Aldean, right? Try yeah, that, try that in a small yeah. town. <laughs> Party B is not going to be coming into town to do a conference, a concert. I'll tell you yeah. that. No, listen, I got to tell you, I'm actually heartened by the fact that many people in the rap industry, most of them black, came out and said, there's nothing racist about his song. I was really encouraged to see that. Yeah. And to those men who stepped forward to say those things, thank you. Well, you know what? A lot of the the rap artists get a bad rap uh, because they play the gangster role and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But believe me. You can't be as successful as some of these rap artists are unless you're highly intelligent and you're good at business. Otherwise, you'll just be one of the flash in the pans. And those guys get it. They get it that that song uh, is not racist. You know, they, they understand it, you know. But, you know, the woke, the whole woke generation, which you and I could go down a rabbit hole on in a nanosecond, you know, seems to think that we need to accept everything that they do and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I'm sorry, I don't. That's that's where I stand on that. I don't. So, you know, if you're the CMT or I don't drink, if you were Budweiser, uh, you know what? I I, I wouldn't buy your product. There's one. No. No, or Ben and Jerry's. I love Ben and Jerry's ice cream, but I won't buy it anymore. No, I won't you either. Know? Same, same reason. You know what? Ben and Jerry, give your land to Native Americans. <laughs> you know, it's like a, a, those without sin cast the first stone. Well, the inverse is true, too. And, well, you, uh, the, it's ridiculous. Where have we gone in this country? You know that in the 40s, men lied about their age so that they could get into the military and serve during World War II. In 2023, they lie about whether they're a man or a woman so they can compete in women's sports. You know, I, you know, <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's awesome. What's happened? Oh, my gosh, that's awesome. But that's why you want to come to hear the watch fan. You want to come so you're in a room with people who think the way you think, who don't look at you when you stand your ground. Yeah. And think you're like like uh, a domestic terrorist. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I remember one of my favorite guests you had here the Watchman was Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer. Yeah. <laughs> now you remember we're both coaches, so I have that affinity with him to begin with. But but uh, I, I really enjoy him. You want to talk about a take no prisoners guy? That's yeah. your guy. Wait, I'll tell you a funny story about Coach Dave real quick, and it has a lot to do with why here the Watchman got started. 
Uh, Jeannie and I went to Steve Quayle's conference in Bozeman, Montana, the Whitestone Remnant. Uh, and uh, I didn't want to go. Jeannie drugged me up there and I, I wanted to go fishing. That was it. I mean, hey, it's in Bozeman, Montana, tons of great fishing. She'll be tied up in a conference till nine o'clock at night. I'm good to go. And so I got up there and I ended up by happen chance sitting at Steve Quayle's book table selling books for him uh, that I knew nothing about. Uh, and, uh, and I got really intrigued, but what he was talking about to the people that would come to the table and what other people were talking about. So I never went fishing. Well, coach Dave was at that and he was, no, there was a, a Greg uh, was speaking at that and uh, coach Dave took some of his time. Uh, it was a, uh, Greg Everson and uh, Greg gave his Greg was an amazing man. Yes. God bless him. Uh, and coach took 20 minutes of his time. I listened to coach and you know, you've seen how coach is when he presents, but the thing that caught me and I couldn't get out of my head is he said, the men need to get up out of their chairs and get out there and do something for Jesus. And I was like, you know what? He's right, you know. And uh, he was sort of one of the igniting points of here are the watchmen. Uh, and by the grace of God, I never went fishing. I ended up getting fished and actually baptized by Steve Quayle, which he he, he may he may have had his moments when he regretted that. <laughs> okay. So, we're no, I, I'm not. I'm not going to use that as excuse for <laughs> cheap humor here. But uh, you know, um, I don't know if you know this about Coach Dave. He came on my show once, and he talked about how he actually found where Hillary Clinton lived, and they organized a protest outside her house. Did you know that story? No. Oh, I know he did a protest outside his house, outside her house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of funny. The, the it's interesting to have him tell the story, and. Uh, you know, if I ever am at a conference with him again, I'm going to ask him to talk about this again, because here's the interesting thing. I didn't have the perspective to link an event. He told me this story on my show, and it was prior to Roe v. Wade. And then we know how the Supreme Court justices, I mean, attempted assassination of Kavanaugh, unchecked uh, illegal protests against constitutional law. Um and it was just absolutely terrible by Merrick Garland. He should be impeached and thrown in jail for, for criminal negligence. But um, what's interesting is here, Dave, they came up, the police rolled up on him. He was very polite. And they took down every piece of information about him. And even he was on public property. They warned him. They threatened him. And yet our Supreme Court justices did not even get the same protection because they were on the wrong side of a political issue. Yeah. He, he did get right in in the thick of it he's front line all the time and uh he and i had like a long discussion about hillary clinton because you know i'm like a huge supporter of veterans uh genie and i founded one of the largest uh, charities in the country called snowball express that helps the widows and kids of fallen soldiers and uh and so i, I when 
everything happened with Hillary Clinton, and Dave and I really went on a tangent with this, with Benghazi. I couldn't believe that this woman was not brought up on charges for what happened with with Benghazi. Which part? The part where... Chris Stevens repeatedly asked for more protection and she blocked it. She she knew she had the ability to protect them and she didn't do it. I can tell you why they didn't. Yeah. You know, I could tell you why the reason why why is because, and this is just a fact, Chris Stevens was running guns, drugs, and kids on behalf of the CIA. And it was too close to the election. They were afraid the Romney people would find it. And so they had him whacked. That's why. I believe that. that. That's why. The thing is, Dave, with American politics today, there's not much I believe. In my opinion, and it's just my opinion, opinion, the Biden administration and the Obama administration has done more to damage and polarize this country than any other two men have ever done. Yeah. And it's well, sad. I, I have an answer for that. You're like my setup man today. I'm supposed to be interviewing you, and you keep setting me up for what I've done. <laughs> I have a tendency to do that. <laughs> but I will tell you this. Your, your instincts on this are really good. Because I remember when Obama was doing all these things, the NDAA, snatch you off the street without due process, 13603, an executive order that would have taken over everything in a self-declared crisis, And I won't list all the things he did, but he was doing all these things and I'm reporting on it. And most of the years are like 2010 to about 2014, even showed the Chinese and Russians how to take down our grid. Okay. Uh, Through what we call grid X one, two, and three. So he did all these things and I'm thinking, okay, but he's not acting on them. And then ding, it hit me during the campaign between Hillary and Donald Trump. It hit me to use a baseball analogy. Barack Obama was the eighth inning setup pitcher to preserve the lead. Hillary Clinton was to come in and be the closer, the Mm -hmm. ninth inning closer, to use a baseball analogy. But something happened on the way, and it was called Donald Trump's upset victory. And now we're seeing with feeble Biden and his uh, puppeteers behind the scenes, they're enacting a lot of the Obama stuff. Uh, So this was supposed to be an eight-year project to subdue America. And I believe things like CBDC, which is the control of everything using social credit with your bank account. I believe that this would have happened under Hillary and it had to be delayed to Biden because Trump wouldn't touch it. Oh, I, I right there with you, you know, and you talked about the whole uh, central bank on when you were on our zoom show, that's on our rumble channel. Now you can, you can all go there. Of course, I can't post it to YouTube. I can't post anything to YouTube <laughs> anymore that has anything to do with anything political. Uh, they've been issuing me strikes from stuff I did four years ago, which when I look at the title of it, I realize, well, yeah, that 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 was before I knew their method, you know, but uh, it's amazing. And, and I know you go through that. So well, what they do. It's kind of interesting. If it were a government, and they're doing it on behalf of the government, so I think the rules should apply to them. But there's a little thing in the law called ex post facto, meaning you 
something you did on Tuesday cannot be declared illegal on Wednesday, and then they go back and punish you for it. And that's what YouTube is doing with what you're describing. And if Google and YouTube didn't have collusion with the government for censorship, they'd have the right to do that because it's a private party and they Mm -hmm. can eliminate whoever they want. But because they're in collusion with the government on censorship, they and every other, you know, the old Twitter, everything should come into play under this. And it's not. And this is the failure. The House of Representatives pretends we have all these investigations and they've revealed some important things about the Biden crime family. But they have done nothing, nothing. They All they do is throw poop up on the wall, run for re-election based on their investigations. And look what we're doing when they haven't really done a thing. And see, they could take action on Section 230 against all big tech for colluding with the government. And they could force them to pay damages to people they've censored. And I could go down this whole path, which I won't. But they're not doing it. And Congress could make them, and they're not. It's a sad state of affairs. We're being betrayed. But again, that is why it's my opinion that you need to put God first and you need to be yeah. most concerned yeah. with what God's plan is. And to carry this message across the country, folks, Jeannie and I need your help if you can. Yeah. So visit com and help us out if you can. Uh, be blessed, bless us, and let's keep the movement going. Do you have a donation tab? We do. It's right up in the upper left-hand corner. Okay. So what what is the title? They look for what? What is the title? What? So the tab. Well, how do you label that? It it There's a donation. It just says donations up okay. at the top. Okay. That's pretty and straightforward. That's, right. That's through PayPal. There's also, you can go right to our GoFundMe page from the website Everything is on the website, including being able to get tickets to come here, Dave, uh, the first weekend in April in uh, Grapevine, Texas. Yeah, well, I I wouldn't miss it. You know, I didn't hesitate when you asked me to come, and I didn't hesitate because uh, I've seen the good it does. And I'll tell you, here's, here's why I think we have limited time to do these things and why I think it's important we keep organizations like Hear the Watchmen alive. Right now, we're pretty much free to worship as we see fit. However, if you take your freedom uh, to redress grievances and mix it with your religion and stand in front of an abortion clinic and say a private prayer, the FBI will kick your door in. They will put guns to your kids' heads. And this is what they've done repeatedly to pastors across America. And this is signaling, as well as the MAGA speech from last year by Biden, that they're coming after Christians. And and I really do believe this, Mike. I believe that Hear the Watchmen, which is great for growth and for fellowship when we have these conferences, your Zoom conferences are great for growth and fellowship, okay? But I believe that's all very soon going to be taken away from us if we allow things like CBDC to happen and people will be forced like they had to do in the Soviet Union to go underground to worship. In other words, Leave your electronic devices outside because Soviets didn't have to worry about that, but we do. Don't have any electronic that can be uh, surveilled and have close-knit people come over and you take your Bible out of your hidden corner that you've covered with a fake wall and then you worship. That's what I think we're coming to. Amen. 
Amen. And, you know, as I always say to folks, I want you to think about people like Dave Hodges, Jamie Walden, Steve Quayle, and Mike Adams, some of the other ones out there that you follow. And remember, the word of God is free, absolutely. But the work is not. So yeah. get in there and get involved and make a difference. That's what it's all about. Besides uh, donations, financial donations, um, there's also what you would call sweat equity. Uh, what do you have available for people here at the Watchmen where they want to immerse themselves in a cause that lifts up God and helps America? Oh, hey, there's there's all kinds of stuff that well, we can use help with. I mean, you, all you have to do is email me, and I'll even give you my email address. It's K-E-R-R-777 at gmail.com. Mike, Mike, hold on. You cut out for a second. The mic part cut out. Okay. I know it cut out because I know what your email address is. But it's it just, you came across as Kerr777, but it's Mike Kerr777 at Gmail. There you go. That's it. And just, you know, get involved. Send me send me something. Tell me what your skill set is and get involved. And listen, if your skill set doesn't fit something here the Watchman needs, Trust me, I know everything Jamie Walden needs at the Calico Buffalo Base Camp and some other people that could use your help. It's not always about cash, guys. It's it's about getting involved. Exactly. Yeah, there's different kinds of uh, contributions you can make that have some kind of value attached to them. And it doesn't Absolutely. always have to be money, but uh, but I agree. We're ordered by the Lord to be in service to his mission. And some people of meager means, I'm having trouble just getting to the end of the month. Okay, but you could contribute labor. Sure. I mean, I'll tell you right out of the gate, if anybody's listening to this, I would love someone to handle some of my social media stuff, if that's your boat, and you can do that. Uh, You know, there's something you might be able to help with. I, I think that so often when people go to things like like Cure the Watchmen or Mike Spaulding's conference, which is this this upcoming weekend. They they think it's all about money. I don't know why. I mean, but they think it's all about money. You know, if you ask me why, Mike, do you do this? My answer is I have no choice because God asked me to gather his people. And I'm not you know what? He didn't say I can't go back to to Jesus and say, well, yeah, but, you know, you just have to do it. Remember what I said about Coach Dave? The way you win is to eliminate all excuses. <laughs> well, that ultimately comes from the Lord. He don't want to hear the excuses. He wants to see results. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. We, can always, we can always have excuses. It's too hot to go to church. I'm too tired to worship today. <laughs> I'm too tired to go to the Salvation Army and pass out whatever at Christmas. Uh, there's always an excuse we can fall back on. But, uh, and I'll say this too, very bluntly. There's a reason why we had America in the 50s the way we did and why we have America today, 80 years later, like we do. And what's missing is God. They took it out of the schools and look at the perversion that's invaded. Uh, talking to first graders about oral sex, okay? Uh, teaching kids that are black and white, one of you, is a, an aggressive criminal 
another one's a victim. Well, what if they're not? What if they just want to be friends and go out to the playground? But that's not what they're being taught. They're being taught to be divisive, to hate each other based on demographics. Our schools are an absolute stinking mess. Uh, not all schools. There's actually schools, some schools in Colorado that I visited, Mike, in the rural schools, they say prayers before and after their athletic events, before their public gatherings, and they make no mistake, we're here. It's like when Jason wrote that song about don't try this in a small town, that fits these communities. But if you go to Denver, the Denver area where I grew up, you'd think you walked in through the gates of hell. Yeah. Yeah. A, a conference really needs to be held in Denver. I wish you know you never hear that because Denver's such a it's become such a, a hellhole of liberalism. It is. It's a, it's a people. You know, we've looked at Denver. People don't want to go there, and uh, it's extremely expensive. You yeah, know, that's true. That's true. To do it, you know, same thing with like Nashville. Beautiful location, but it's just very liberal, and it's uh, become very expensive. And and that's sad, but it. It is the way you know, when you, you think about the schools in America today, the problem, in, in my opinion, again, which everybody's got one, in, in my opinion, the problem is that we have, over the course of time, indoctrinated any teacher into the woke liberal views, and that's what you end up with, teaching your kids in school teaching they're teaching your kids in school which is why homeschooling is so important these days yeah that's true uh, let me destroy a myth about homeschooling um i hear this from people i bring it up to well people have to work and there's just no supervision for the kids excuse me there are homeschool associations that actually primarily in some cases deal with single moms both working parents and they work it out to where the kids are still well-educated and the family doesn't have to worry about who's watching the kids. They're, those resources are available, Mike. Yeah. And there's yeah. a big misconception because <clears throat> right now, my son was a public school graduate. And I stayed on after retirement. Uh, and I taught three college classes on that campus and then I'd go do my regular thing. And um, I did that while my son was in high school. His high school, I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole today. And he only graduated four and a half years ago. I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. And I wouldn't even walk through the doors. And I have friends on that campus. I'll see them away from there, but I won't go there because they're embracing all this woke nonsense. And people need to know, as my dad used to say, excuse the old Navy expression, if you roll an excrement cleaned up for audio and TV, if you roll an excrement, you start to stink. And my dad was trying to warn me when I was a kid about who you hang out with matters. And it's true. If you let your kids go to schools where they're teaching this radical, non-Christian ideology, how can you expect to send a kid to Rome for 13 years and not produce a Roman? No. No, it's, it's uh, you know... Since we're quoting our dads, my dad's line was, you can soar with the eagles or roll with the pigs, but you can't do both. I like that. It's a good saying. I like that. So anyway, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I pray every day 
Yeah, I really do. Um, I'm with you. Um, Mike, let me ask you a question here about uh, prophecy. I'm going to tell you my view. Then feel free to get your axe out and chop this view down, okay? (laughs) Okay, listen. I'm not blind to the fact that we have all the signs of pre-tribulation. I am not blind to that at all. I've talked about it openly. But I also believe that if we could wake enough people up and America would get on bended knee, God might push this tribulation back to a far later generation. Do you think that's possible? I absolutely. And, you know, Dave, I don't get into the the trib wars. I refuse to get sucked into them. Thank you. You know, uh, because what I believe is if I wake up every morning or you wake up every morning and say, what can I do to serve Jesus today? That's what you need to do because you have no control over tomorrow and none over yesterday. You know, I mean, it's that old saying, you know, yesterday is a canceled check. Tomorrow's a promissory note. Today's cash on the barrel head. Yeah. You know, and that's what you have to work with, you know? So, you you know what I get told a lot, Mike, I get told this though. I get told it's written in the Bible. I said, Really? Was the year of 2023 on that? Um, that's that's what I asked him back. I, I, I just said, well, they have this. There's You can't change things through elections because they're all corrupt. True. I've written a lot about it. Back when I came to San Diego and spoke to Hear the Watchman, I talked about that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I agree with all the things that are wrong. We're teaching unbridled perversion. We'd make like the legend of the lost continent of Atlantis look like they were uh, stoic and wonderful. Because as perverse as we are, he really, Sodom and Gomorrah, the United States of Sodom and Gomorrah, I agree with all that. However, they leave out one thing, Mike. If we were on bended knee and God took favor upon us, there's nothing that can't be turned around. No, there there absolutely isn't. You know, and that's the thing. Miracles happen. Yes. You know, miracles happen, you know. And uh, unfortunately, that's the state we're at, in my opinion in the u.s is that we need a miracle so you know how and people say well how do we get a miracle will someone create a new drug and i'm like no only god can can truly perform miracles so go to god i mean what's a good you mentioned steve quayle he told me once he thought national survival is impossible but individual salvation is still on the table I agree with Steve's second part of his statement. I would agree with Steve that it looks bleak on the first part of his statement, but I don't discount God from doing anything. But we have to be worthy of having judgment lifted off of us. Yeah. And we're not right now. (laughs) No. No. All we have to do is look at what we're exposing. Let, Let me give you another example. Okay, I've seen the movie Sound of Freedom. There's nothing in there that's not based on fact. They showed live child abductions on the show on street video. Live. Can't take it away. Can't deny it. Okay? And so what are we seeing in the mainstream media? We are seeing, oh, they're lying. They made all this up. Wait wait a minute. They talked about two children that this DHS agent, Tim Ballard, absolutely rescued. We know who they are, but they're lying. And then only that, 
in social media now, if you even give a movie review, you run the risk of having your channel taken away from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, it's interesting because I see uh, this morning on social media and some of the mainstream stuff that uh, the sound of freedom is now number three in the box office. Yeah, and, amazing. You know, it's been hit by uh, mission impossible, I guess, and Oppenheimer and, and all that stuff. And it is amazing that uh, the sound of freedom has done so well, but there's also a there that there are people out there right now who are totally into how much it made and where it stands on the charts so to speak and they're forgetting the message of what the movie is really about you know and if you haven't seen the sound of freedom i highly suggest you see it with an open mind go and see it and learn because as dave said it's based on fact yeah you know well, I, I know that at the end of the movie, Jim Caviezel, the main actor, comes on. And one of the things he said to the audience, it took five years to overcome the obstacles to get this movie out. Why is it they don't want the movie out? Could it be that members of our government, like having open borders, is protecting the industry of child sex trafficking? I believe that to be true. Uh, is it that the child sex trafficking has permeated virtually every level of government? So your groups fall into three categories. One, they're part of it. Two, they're covering for people who are part of it. Or three, they're too afraid to stand up and be a man and speak out against it. By the way, in Arizona, my state, we have those three categories of politicians. Yeah. Sodom and Gomorrah lives in Maricopa County, where I live. Yeah, I know that for a fact. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you. If I covered nothing else other than what happens in Maricopa County... Okay, the rest of the nation would say, thank you. I understand my community better because evil permeates from Maricopa County. I mean, we're controlled by the Chinese, by cartel money laundering operations. I could just go on and on and on with this. Our Secretary of State, Mike, you'll like this one. You'll love this example. His name is Adrian Fontes. He got booted out of the Maricopa County clerk and recorder for elections because people didn't trust that he was being honest and conducting fair elections. So both out the door and he magically wins in a very controversial election. See, everyone knows about Katie Hobbs and Carrie Lake. Well, he won in the same way. And 60% of the voting machines in heavy Republican areas in Maricopa County went down upon opening and he's in. Guess what his claim to fame was early in his lawyer career. You remember Fast and Furious? Agent Brian Terry, who was murdered by guns provided by Eric Holder, the attorney general, to cartels south of the border. And they murdered uh, Brian uh, Brian Terry, border patrol agent. Adrian Fontes was the attorney of record to defend those cartel members. Now, that may not be illegal, but doesn't that speak to judgment? Yeah. (laughs) And, And this guy is serving as the number two person in state government. And by the way, there's a report out there put together by a guy that did 30 years of RICO investigations, some of it for the DOJ. Uh, His name is John Thaler. He wrote something that's being loosely referred to now as the Brigger Report. It names our governor here in Arizona as having taken $500,000 of Sinaloa money based on fake real estate deals. 
Oh, is, is, see, Mike, I'm just saying, I, I live in Sod- the county of Sodom and Gomorrah. You do. I do. Yeah, I do. Arizona, conservative Arizona. When I moved here, you knew you were in Arizona when you're driving down the only freeway they had and you're getting tailgated by a guy in a pickup truck that has chip paint and he has an easy rider rifle rack in the back and he's chewing tobacco. Okay. And don't mess with me, government. That was the Arizona I moved to in 1985. And now, yeah, I'd still say about 70% of the people are conservative. We're being run by liberal communists who have a satanic background. That's my personal belief. Satan permeates this. Well, they're they're everywhere. They're everywhere. You yeah, know? it is. And well, up- I know you address the current issues, though, in your What's Zoom that? fellowships, don't you? What's that? It, you When you run your Zoom fellowships Tuesday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Central, you actually deal with these issues. Yeah, we actually deal with them as it, it, on those Zoom fellowships, what my goal is, is to get people like you and other other warriors that are out front, be it on factual stuff or be it on the Bible, whatever it is. And then we allow, you know, time permitting for them to uh, ask some questions. We don't record the question and answer period yeah. so that people feel free. Uh, but, you know, it's a, it takes a lot of work to do uh, three Zoom fellowships a week. And, and you know, it's funny, you were talking earlier. And, and so I'm going to tell on myself, there are times I look at my wife, Jeannie, and I say, I can't do this anymore, man. I don't, three nights a week, I don't get home until nine o'clock. I got to eat dinner and all that. I said, I don't want to do this anymore. But I can't not do it anymore. You know, because that's what's God, that is what God has asked of me. I know, I know, I and hear you. I, I, I hear you exactly. Platform. It's a wonderful platform for people to come and learn. Yeah, I really want to emphasize that. But ladies and gentlemen, listen, you've heard us say this a couple of times, but it's true. Um, they need your donations. They need your help to keep the ministry alive. And it's it's something that really combines, you know, loyalty to community, to country, to family, to God. It combines all those elements under the umbrella of God, and they do a tremendous job. Mike, we've got to close here, but go ahead. Give out your website again to where people can go and make donations or volunteer labor to help you. Sure. Just go to hearthewatchmen.com. You can subscribe there on the channel, and that'll get you invites uh, to all the meetings each uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Mm -hmm. Thursday night. Uh, and uh, there, 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 you can get tickets for the conference in April. You know, don't procrastinate. Uh, get yourself dialed in. And by the way, that conference happens to coincide with the weekend of the total eclipse of the sun. Oh, how interesting is that? Yeah, I, I'm sure the devil worshipers will be out in force. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Mike, I, we got to run here. We're out of time, but I want to thank you for coming on. And we're going to bring you back because before we get closer to that conference. We'll get the word out again. But hey, Mike, thanks so much for what you do for humanity, for America, for fellow Christians and those that want to become Christians but don't yet know it. So thank you very much for doing all that. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest has been Mike Kerr of Hear the Watchman. And uh, please support him. Support the organization. It really helps improve life for the rest of us. We'll see you back here next time. On behalf of myself 
And my guest, Mike Kerr, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next show.